Happy holidays, everyone. It's the holiday season, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, where all month I'll be unwrapping holiday-themed comics and cool things you might want to find under the Christmas tree. I cover comic books from the golden age to now, indie creators, Kickstarter campaigns, and in fact, each episode, you never know what I might cover. So stick around and find a new way to read and discover comic books. It's Friday, December 23rd, 2022, and this is episode 90 of the podcast, 10 more, and I'll have the 100 episodes in. Got something planned for it, but today we have another holiday episode. Ryan Gertes is here to talk about Batman Noel. He's been on the show several times in the past. Please look at the last couple of weeks of shows. I've had a lot of guests come on, talk about their favorite Christmas comic books and stories. Very fun episodes, great short listens, great comics to read. You'll find a link tree to Ryan's products, comics, in the show notes. You'll also find in the show notes a link tree to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Please Look at that link tree. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It's very important. I want this podcast to continue to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering and reading comic books. I hope everyone have a very happy holiday season. Now, on to today's show, the very last holiday episode. And here we go, folks. Welcome back to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Today, I have Ryan Gutierrez back on. He's been on a few times before. We are doing a holiday-themed episode because I have a lot of fans and friends who's like, let's do more holiday stuff. So this time around, we are doing a Batman Noel, which came out in 2011. It's totally written, drawn, inked, the whole thing by Lee Bormejo, I believe I said that correctly. Before we talk uh, about the comic book, Ryan, tell the new listeners a little bit about you, what you do, what your life's like, all that good stuff. Hello, uh, listeners. I've been on here, I think, twice before. This is my third time. Only three um, times? That's sad. We yeah, need to get you on more. Yeah, well, you, you and I have communicated uh, uh, off camera more, so I feel like maybe if you're sick of me, that's why. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't think they're sick of me yet. No. Um, I uh, I am a professional comic book artist uh, and writer. Um, I have a, a book that is sold on Comicsology called West Deacon, which is my original character, my intellectual property that's uh, thankfully picking up some steam and I got some readers and I'm really happy about it. Um, as far as me as a person, I, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> a New York resident, uh, hopefully one day not a New York resident as I am tired of city life. Uh, that's the cornerstone of my personality these days is that I can't stand all this racket. But uh, beyond that, you know, th- this is what I do for a living. I love talking comics and uh, working on them. This is actually the first time I brought Ryan on to talk about something other than his comic books himself. So this is going to be a fun episode to yeah. do. Yeah, so, it violates my narcissism to talk about someone else's art. I know, I know. It was kind of hard for him to actually, <laughs> you know, I had to broker a deal for Ryan. He's going to be on, you know, again, like, 
you can come on again, Ryan, and we'll talk about your comic book. You got to do Christmas first. Okay, we'll do that. We were originally <laughs> going to do a comic book by Paul Dini and Alex Ross called Superman Peace on Earth. And that sucker is nowhere to be found anywhere at all. There's not a, no digital, no nothing, whatever. So Ryan was pretty bummed out about that. And we worked around and figured out what we could find. And again, Ryan, you picked Batman Noel. And I did not realize this comic book's been out for a while now, since 2011. It is yeah. a huge, huge comic book. It's like 93 pages. Before you talk yeah. about why you picked that, when it came out, was this like in an oversized edition, like the old treasuries, or was it standard format? Do you remember? I remember, for, for, well, at the very least, I remember it being a hardcover. Um, and I think it might have been oversized. Someone, I'm sure, will correct us in the in the, the comments. But it was it, it was absolutely massive, I mean, in my memory, especially because Lee Bermejo, his artwork, it's like, from what I remember, he spills the borders of every page. Yes. So, like, when, you know, the physical copy, it's like, it just feels huge, you know. Um, the actual measurements, though, they escape me since I read it digitally this time for the podcast. But, um, yeah, he, he paints every page, too. He, he's a painter. So, so it's, it's quite the work. So when I said, Ryan's like, I don't know what to pick. Well, go, I, I said, I know you're more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy. Go to the DC app and scroll in holidays or Christmas. And I know a ton of stuff actually did come up. So why did you pick this huge, massive tome besides? Well, um, I knew that you were busy and I thought I'd punish you by asking you to read something that was really oversized and extensive. That was very long read, by the way. It took me forever. And <laughs> yeah, like I yeah told... it's, it's dense too. It's like got like a Dick, Dickensian writing style because it's sort of referencing, you know, Charles Dickens. So it's, it's pretty dense. We're taping this on Saturday, December 3rd. And... I was not going to do any Christmas episodes. And one of the people that I owed a Christmas, ep- or, I'm sorry, one of the um, person that I owed a, a podcast taping for, I was like, what do you want to do? Because he was supposed to come in for October, do something spooky and life events got in the way and I didn't do many Halloween episodes. So I tried to honor my commitments. What do you want to do? He's like, let's do something Christmassy. And that got the ball rolling. I put out a bunch of uh, feelers out and the guy that's going to uh it'll be up already he he's he's being touted on my end as the man who saved christmas so yes so in the last two days ryan's episode is going to be going up probably the week of december 12th because i'm taping this on the 30th of december and most of my episodes are taped and booked but yes ryan gave me a 96 page and i got a thousand things to do and i've already taped like six guests between yesterday today and i got some more coming up the next day so yeah ryan decided to punish me by making me read this 96-page tome. But the joke's on him because I actually really enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. It, it's, a, I, it's a twist on the Dickens' A Christmas Carol, but not necessarily in the way you would expect it. Is that correct to say that? Yeah, I think it's like, uh, I think that's a good way of putting it. I think it's, um, wow, there's a lot of things about this book that I like. Uh, can I just jump right in? You are, this is your pick. You can do whatever you want. Uh, if I, I decide like... I don't like, if I decide you don't, I don't like what you're talking. I know how the mute works on my end. So, <laughs> yes, but no, go on, tell me about it. Um, it's like, so, well, I think uh, recontextualizing the the story of a Christmas Carol with Batman as Scrooge is like really apt. I think it's perfect. I, I like because he's someone who, 
And it's interesting because in the story, he is the antagonist because Scrooge, you know, in, you know, in A Christmas Carol is both the antagonist and the protagonist. He's both. Yes. He's the bad guy, but he's also the one you, you, you kind of want to reach for toward the end to like, you know, his redemption arc. Um, and so Batman is both in that story, meaning like he's, you know, the, um, he's the, the bringer of really harsh consequence to someone who is essentially a really sympathetic character who's this low level criminal on Christmas Eve, just trying to like survive. You know, yeah, misunderstood and just, and Batman is like this looming consequence, which is interesting because Batman also in that context, he takes the, he almost also feels like the ghost of Christmas future, that that foreboding death in, in the original story, but he's all, it's really fascinating. I, but I also, yeah, I really like that the story is about like Batman returning to, um, I don't know, like returning to a place of charity in his own heart, like just kind of like being forgiving of people because he spent so much time dealing with the worst people imaginable that he kind of needs to remember the nuance of like, you know, sometimes you got to just forgive someone who just made a mistake. His um, art is, his art is reminiscent of Alex Ross in some ways. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, very, very painterly. Um, I where, where I say Alex Ross, that's why I actually think Batman Noel is a really good companion piece to Superman peace on earth. Um, for a lot of reasons, but uh, chiefly is that Bermejo, it's like, he is, I mean, like in the way that Alex Ross is the perfect Superman painter artist, like Lee Bermejo is the perfect Batman artist in that way, because though they're both very painterly, like Lee Bermejo has a kind of harshness to his shadow and a kind of edgy, it's like a very, very gritty, you can kind of smell it. Like you can smell Batman's rubber leather, you know, it, yes. grit. It, and Batman here is more of the detective man than the supernatural thing this kind of to me is reminiscent of the bronze age batman where there was no bad guys back there and it was just batman fighting people and using his detective skills and his his martial arts skill without really putting that super into the you know the persona of it it's, it's kind of like a very street level almost batman without all that bells and whistles added to the character would you agree yeah i would agree you could even tell by the way lee bermejo designs the outfit i mean the outfit feels like something a human man would wear because it's like he adds you know it, it looks like it's really padded and armored because he's as vulnerable as you and i which is very different than the other interpretations of batman where he's like essentially like a, an olympian god in, in, in spandex you know similar to superman uh, it's a different approach you know he we have a lot of characters in here and he does some very unique interpretations of characters but that are, that are still true to the characters, but still also re reveals more facets of characters. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple page sequence in here where Batman and Superman are together. Mm -hmm. and Batman and Superman are, I mean, really there's a template on how to write Batman and Superman. It's been there for decades, but he actually puts some yeah. nuances into this and makes it different. And how he draws Superman and how he presents Superman, he just kind of pops up, just floating in the sky. You know, and then he starts yeah. talking to Batman and he's not even, he's still floating. He's still a few inches off the air. What you think about it, this is a man where really walking is not the natural state. Flying is actually more natural for Superman than actually walking. He actually has some yeah. effort to walk. And there he is just kind of floating along there. And, you know, he's using his x-ray vision to check out Batman. He's got this huge viral death hold throughout the whole run. And just, you know, the interpretation of, you know, Clark looking at his lungs and the, the way the extra invasion is like, oh, that's kind of unique. And he does that with all the characters. You know, you see a, a, it's almost like the core character. Like when you see Commissioner Gordon, 
that's the essence of Jim Gordon. You have the Joker in here. There's a scene where the Joker is looking through a door and he looks so sinister and so mm-hmm. evil. And I'm like, that's, you know, the Joker to the core. And the Joker actually has the, the lips like um, Heath Ledger's, Ledger's Joker has or even um, Jack Nicholson's Joker. You know, with yeah. the scarred mouth and everything. And there's not a bad page. And you would think that 93 pages would be exhaustingly boring, drawn out, dragged through the... No, the whole thing really yeah. flows. It, I mean, there's not a... Totally consistent. Totally not consistent. A wasted, not a wasted page at all. Yeah, there's no, no awkward panels. I mean, it. I think a big part of it is that... DC probably gave him a ton of time to work on it. Like I, I, I feel like they, you can't rush Lieber Mayo. <laughs> like, no. like he, he's an artist that like he has a style that necessitates time. I don't think he can. He's not that guy who's going to be like. I, I, I don't imagine he's that guy where you can hound him with a deadline and think that you're going to get that quality of work the entire time. Like it's like he, you know, he's painting so detailed that you can see like the, you, the Joker you mentioned. You can see the pores on his skin. Yes. <laughs> like it's yes. insanely detailed. You can like, you know, um, <clears throat> which is why I think it was smart to do it as a single hardcover release. I don't think they did. Um, I don't think they had uh, like a chapter releases or anything. Cause it was just, it was meant to be like a Christmas special edition. There's a, there's a picture in here. Um, Batman's getting captured by the Joker and the Joker's dragging him through a cemetery and the, mm-hmm. the amount of detail to the cemetery, like the tombstones, the backgrounds, the, the trees, the trees, the, everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just gorgeously rendered, rendered. And I have never read this book before. And to be honest, mm. I had never really read anything by Lee either. And yeah. he's done some other stuff. And he doesn't have a big body of work from what I could tell. He doesn't, I mean, he, he does stuff, but not a huge body. This is something that I'm definitely yeah. going to check out again. Yeah. His, um, sorry, I mean to cut you off, no. but he, 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 uh, he's, I met him in person once. He's a really nice guy. Um, I think he lives in Brazil. Last time I checked, um, he moved there with his wife, but he's, uh, I think an American, but he, he was, it was interesting because you can see the influence of the movies at the time. Like, I mean, the Joker is, is somewhat like altered by the Heath Ledger. Like it's very much of its time in those early two thousands when we were realizing we could like really up the cinematic quality of comic books and really retain that, you know, that, that hyper real feeling. But something I love is that you mentioned how he interpreted Superman. And uh, I love the idea of Superman as the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. Uh, who in the, you know, in the, in the, in the original story, the ghost of Christmas present is like this bursting with life. You know, he's kind of, he, I think he's surrounded by like food all the time. And he's like this yep. big, all of this, and every illustration I've seen of like, I think um, Scott Gustafson did one of him and he's just like, it's like the colors of him are very warm and almost like he's kind of scintillating with sunlight. And like Superman is a perfect character to do that with, where he just feels like he's carrying the sunlight in him. It's just really, it's really cool. And it's like a great contrast between him and, and Batman where Superman yes. keeps offering help and Batman keeps being like, I'm fine, leave I'm me fine, alone. Go I'm well, fine, leave me alone. And, and yeah, again, yeah. it's kind of like the core characters. Even, you know, in, in recent years, the chemistry between Batman and Catwoman has been more apparent, you know, I mean, they've been, mm-hmm. but for a long time, it was more on the edges and Catwoman's in this thing. And this is again, before Catwoman became more of a prominent love interest, you know, yeah. under the, the new 52, I'm sorry, under the the basically the rebirth initiative, but it catches the core of the dynamic between Selena, Kyle and Batman and the whole 
dynamic. It really just yeah. kind of crystallizes, oh, this is what they are. This is the game they play. This is what they've done forever. This is what they are. Yeah, I agree. And it, it kind of has this great effect on... Um, I mean, I like the Superman and Batman kind of having them, especially the way they play off each other is interesting because it's like Batman is kind of a... He's, he's a cynic on the surface, but deep down he's a humanist. Otherwise yes. he wouldn't do what he does. And Superman is like someone who on almost every level is a humanist and actually needs to be slightly more cynical because he's, he's, he's kind of an innocent. And that contrast and that back and forth is what makes like, if someone can write that well, they're like an amazing pair. You, so, know, you know, and really this is the core of the Superman mythos. Cause you have Catwoman who's very core Superman. who's very core commissioner Gordon, very core. And even Alfred's in here, and Alfred's role is very Alfred. You know what I mean? It's everybody's yeah. right to who they are in the core, and it's really a small cast if you think about. It. That's that's that. You have the Joker floating around, and this bad guy and his son floating around, but he strings this on for almost a hundred pages. It's like amazing, mm-hmm. you know. And all the pages he fills up. I mean, there's you're right. There's no wasted space at all. Of, of anything and again you're right i'm looking at this the first appearance of uh superman and you're right there he is with this glow he's all glowing he's handing out his hand he's floating in the air he looks very yeah. supermanish and he's only in there for like three or four pages and then he goes nobody's in yeah. there for a long time everybody does like this it's like the story they're in there for a the little section then you go on next characters come on and there's not that many you know repeat yeah would you agree if you had a non-comic book friend who weren't into comic books that you could go out to a bookstore and buy this for your friend and say here read this this would be the perfect comic book for a non-comic book friend that's an interesting question because okay if it was someone i I, my answer is is predictably complex and meandering but if there was someone this is ryan what else would i expect i've done this with you before yeah it'd be really great if i just said yes you know it's very good to agree at the host of the podcaster i'm just letting you know podcasting (laughs) etiquette 101 if you agree at the host you're right um yeah i would if it was someone who like if it was someone who had not read any superhero comics because they were like, they but weren't every, but interested everybody in knows, the action. But everybody knows the core of Batman. Everybody knows Batman, yeah. Alfred, Commissioner Gordon. You know, yeah. they may not I, know. I would, I would give them this book as like a, uh, like you see, like superheroes can be complex and cool. But I actually think the book is is even better if, you, if you're someone who's read a lot of comic books because then it's even, like a yes. great... Yes. It's like a great little like, oh, this is like a nice like side story of all these characters. And there's a lot of backstory that you already kind of feel it in your bones and you know it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I, it has all the elements of a great like, you know, hero fable. It, it's got it's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of suspense. But it also it's like I mean, it, it sounds corny to say, but it has a ton of heart. It's like really you can tell he really cares about what he's writing in this story. Lieberman. Like he really wants you to understand the point he's making about people. And that also flows into the art too. I mean, it's just yeah. a beautiful book, beautifully written, not wasted yeah. art space, not wasted words. It's again, a retelling of the Christmas story through the eyes of making Batman Scrooge, which is genius. Very, very yeah. genius. It very is. Well it is because you, you could have seen someone else, taking a more obvious approach which is uh making like a villain screwed or something yep. like that 
you know, yeah. but I think Batman and Scrooge, I was like, oh, and also, and I want to say that I really like that he takes this approach because there's too many writers that they do this thing with Batman where he's kind of like, he's the best of everything in a way where he's kind of perfect. Well, this it's like, he's the greatest detective, but he's also really, really this humanistic. Is the, this and, is, yes, this is the whole thing. The, the, the more human side of Batman, not the supernatural, not the greatest yeah. detective in the world, the greatest everything in the world. Yeah. My poop don't stink Batman. No, this is a very, <laughs> this is a very humanized Batman who's sick most of the time, who, you know, almost gets the, the crap beat out of him by the Joker. And yeah, you know, yeah. and he's he's tired. He's overworked. His perception is flawed because he's he's too close to the situation to realize he might be making the wrong call with this guy. It's like all this great stuff. And I was like, it makes you love him more, really. You know? Yeah. And yeah, it's just a great read. Brian, before we wrap this up, do you have any parting words about Batman Noel? Um, I would say this is a great time of year to get it. Um, if you can get the uh, you know hardcover as opposed to reading it digitally, I think it does make a big difference. To I that would agree. Your hands. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that like reading it over the course of December, and it's a long book, so you can read it in a few different you know sittings and get a good feel for it. And like you know, recommend it to a friend who's, who hasn't maybe picked. I mean, you're a friend of mine who's never read Lieber Mayhill, so it was really cool to expose you to that because it's like for one thing, his art is just insane. Yeah, I I have not, like I said, not seen his art before. I am going to go on the DC app because I now know there's more stuff out there and check him out. Ryan, thank you for joining me on the podcast to talk about Batman Noel. You and yours have a great holiday. You too, brother. Thanks for listening to today's show and I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend to other comic fans. Again, I've added a link tree to the show notes, allowing you easy access to find this podcast on all social media and where you can listen to. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to continue to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. See you next time.